Hello and welcome to Weird Things and Wine, the show where we sip wine and talk about all things weird. My name is Tash. And my name is Mia. And today we will be talking about Britney Spears. Woo! Shall we jump right into it? Let's do it! <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! An icon of the 21st century, Britney Spears is also known as the Princess of Pop. As a child, she displayed unmatched determination and talent. She rocketed to stardom as a teenager, capturing hearts with her sweet demeanor and unique voice. But after years of unparalleled success, Britney has since stepped away from the spotlight. She's caught in a legal battle for her freedom, trapped in a conservatorship that many argue was never necessary in the first place. Now, fans have taken notice, diving deep into her rather bizarre Instagram posts and picketing outside of court proceedings. Thus, the hashtag Free Britney movement began. Let's talk about it. Mia. Yes. What is your favorite Britney song? Do you have a favorite? <sighs> the one that I get stuck in my head most often is Toxic. Such an iconic piece. It honestly is iconic. Britney right? Spears is an icon. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Britney Spears song, Tash? My favorite song is probably Circus, mm. and my favorite album is probably Circus. It's like, when I want to feel happy, I put that album on, or when I like want to get pumped for something, that's the album I put on. Circus is an amazing song. It's so catchy. Anyways, it's iconic. <laughs> All of her songs are iconic. You hear a song, and you immediately know that's Britney Spears, mm-hmm. right? That's how you know you've made it in the world, when you only have to hear like seven seconds of a song. Yeah. I think we might need a disclaimer. Okay, this is our disclaimer. We mean absolutely no disrespect to anyone either directly or indirectly involved or related to anything that we directly or indirectly talk about in this podcast. Nor are we stating that any of these things we mention after now are fact. All we're doing is stating our opinions respectfully. Shall we jump into the background on Britney Spears' life? Okay. Britney Spears was born on December 2nd in 1981 in McComb, Mississippi, and her parents are Jamie and Lynn Spears. She has an older brother named Ryan and a younger sister named Jamie Lynn. Isn't Jamie Lynn sort of in the spotlight? Do you remember Zoe 101? Yeah. She was Zoe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Love that show, though. It was so good. I've never seen that show. Like, I've seen previews really? of that show, and then I was like, oh, I don't know. Okay, Because wow. I was into H2O Just Had Water at that time, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Shortly after her birth, the family moved to Kentwood, Louisiana, and at just three years old, Britney's parents put her in dance lessons. She, from three years old, was kind of groomed, not in a, like, negative way, but she was groomed to be a star, essentially. Yeah, I think her parents really recognized her talent at a young age. They really pounced on that opportunity. <laughs> I'll say not in a bad way, because obviously you want to give your children the best, right? Totally. She also started singing in her church choir and even won a few state-level talent shows. Talent. At eight years old, Lynn took Britney to audition for the Mickey Mouse Club, which many stars got their start there, including Christina Aguilera, Brian Gosling, and Justin Timberlake, who we will talk about later. Which was shocking to me when I found out. I had no idea that they were anything other than immediate singers. Right? Christina Aguilera? <laughs> right? I can't. How, how did that happen? And Ryan Gosling? Hello? I Canadian mean... Heartthrob. Oh, Ryan Gosling. He's Hi! <laughs> So she was rejected initially from the Mickey Mouse Club because she was too young, but she was also introduced to a talent agent who suggested enrolling Britney in the Professional Performing Arts School in New York. The. The. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they ended up getting an apartment in New York, and Lynn and Brittany would kind of go back and forth from Louisiana to New York. Jamie wasn't really involved at the time too much. At around 10 years old, Brittany got her first role as the understudy for the lead in an off-Broadway musical called Ruthless. Fun fact, Natalie Portman was the other understudy. So there's pictures of Brittany and Natalie Portman, which, again, for some reason, I just wasn't expecting. Yeah, it kind of feels like some of these people just, like, were born famous and 30 years old, you know? You don't really think of yeah, them exactly. as, like, actual children trying to, like, <laughs> make a living or something. Mm-hmm. Make a living. Like, they do, too. They're, like, toddlers. <laughs> I wonder if that'll happen to, like, Justin Bieber when we're, like, 30. Around this time, Britney also became a contestant on Star Search, which is like a reality talent type of show, which is interesting because she does go on to work for the X Factor as a judge, mm-hmm. which is also a reality talent And she show. does great on that talent show. There is a clip of her coming mm-hmm. in second. You could tell that she was so passionate about this because she wasn't even sad. Like, as a child, personally, stuff like that made me very emotional, and I could not hide my emotions at all. No, I cried. Right? Yeah. She did not cry at all. She had the biggest smile on her face. She gave this other kid a hug, and the talent agent was involved in a documentary, and I think that they said, at this time, this is what drove her to really push herself to get recognized, like, built her to stardom, was this moment. She was just, like, 10 years old and already, like, so professional. Right? (laughs) Could you imagine being the kid who beat Britney Spears at a talent competition? No. Like, the most talented (laughs) woman? (laughs) Also around this time, she got cast in a few commercials, and then at age 11, she was cast on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So that's from 8 to 11, that's four years later? Three years later? Yeah. So three years after she auditioned initially, she got cast on it, along with Justin Timberlake. Again, more about him later. (laughs) So, in 1996, after the show was cancelled, she moved home and lived a quiet life for a little while. She was a normal teenager for a couple years. She even played basketball. Apparently, she really enjoyed it. I think that it's really important in her development that she got some normal years. She enjoyed living like a normal teenager for a little while, but she did want more. So in June 1997, they decided to make a demo and set up meetings with music executives. So she ended up going to New York and met with four different executives on the same day. Three of the four said that they weren't looking for solo artists, that they wanted bands. And she did consider joining a girl band. I think it was called Innocence or something. I think so. Yeah. And for the time, that makes sense. Because, like, groups were all the rage at that time. Yeah. They definitely were. Solo artists weren't really that popular. Mm -hmm. But she did decide to go solo in the end. And two weeks later, she signed on with Jive Records which also is the record company of the Backstreet Boys. But they wanted her to sound more pop. They wanted her voice to be pretty different than it was. When you see clips of Britney as a child, her voice was low. And powerful. Yeah, and she was singing these, like, church songs, which are generally very powerful songs. Hearing her as a child, she almost sounds older than she does now, which is really weird. Right? (laughs) So... Her record label decided that they wanted to have her have a signature sound, so they kind of trained her voice to be that type of almost baby voice that we hear, that's her just (laughs) signature voice, you hear that and it's instantly like, that's Britney Spears. Which, from a marketing perspective, genius. Genius. Just because, as we said before, within the first 7 to 10 seconds of a Britney song where she's singing, you can pick out that it's her. If not within the first, like, 3 seconds. As soon as you hear her voice, you go, oh, that's Britney. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine, though, like, how do you do that voice? Oh, baby. Yeah, baby. Right? <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> 
It's hard. Oh, fame. Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. That was perfect. <laughs> so, that voice is really hard to do, and a lot of people theorize that it could have really affected her vocal cords to the point where she can't really sing that way do anymore. Do it anymore. Which does sort of make sense in a lot of ways. Your vocal cords are not as tough as you probably think that they are. Like, for example, doing anything that's not normal to full power of your voice can potentially damage your vocal cords. Like, you are not supposed to whisper, because that can damage your vocal cords. You're also not supposed to cough, which makes sense, because you're just smashing your cords together. Right. But that's what whispering does. And anything below your normal, like, talking range, your cords just rub together unnaturally, and it can hurt them. And then in 1998... She made her first album, which was called Baby One More Time. And to promote it, she went on tour to different malls and performed on a small stage, which was a really popular thing back then. Like, these small performers, before they got big, would, like, perform locally. So in January 1999, it was released and quickly became the biggest-selling album for a teenage artist, like, ever, as well as the best-selling debut album for any artist ever. So after this, she went on tour across North America, and then shortly after, in May 2000, she released her second album, Oops, I Did It Again, and I Which is just a great title. Around this time, she was confirmed to be dating Justin Timberlake. February 2001, she released a co-written book with her mother, as well as released her third album in November, and it was self-titled. Around this time was that iconic performance with the snake. Oh gosh. Oh yes. <laughs> There were also other wild animals on the stage, and this angered a lot of animal rights activists, which makes sense, right? Of course. She was also apparently really scared of this snake, because who wouldn't be? It was a giant it's a snake giant wrapped around snake. her neck. Yeah. But she didn't show it. Like, she was has always been really professional on stage. Absolutely. I would be freaked out. It's probably really heavy, too. Snakes aren't light. No. <laughs> Especially not a giant snake that's draped around you yeah. and, like, hanging off. Yeah. It's also around this time that her parents got divorced. Partly, I heard, at least, this is... Alleged. Um, alleged. Partly due to her father's alcoholism. Allegedly. We're not endorsing this as a fact. No. Also around this time, Britney and Justin Timberlake broke up after three years, and he made it seem like she had cheated on him. So he released a song in a music video, Cry Me a River, in December, and in the video <laughs> was a Britney lookalike. Really does kind of look like her. Yeah, and it's about somebody cheating on him. So, you know, obviously. obviously. Yeah. I mean, what are people going to take from that? Yeah. Hello. So I want to talk a little bit now about how the media treated her. Okay, prepare for this part, because it's, it, it's upsetting. I got upset. It's about to get heated. Justin Timberlake went on an interview, and the interviewer asked him, did you uh, sleep with Britney Spears? He was like, oh, I shouldn't say, and they were like, come on, dude, did you? We all want to know. And he was like, yeah, I did. And then they all like, oh, laughed about it. Oh, I hate, I hate that. Hate it. Do not do that to anyone. Ever. No one ever has the right to do that to someone else. Without their consent. No. If you took it with their consent, you have to give it away with their consent. That's how it works. That is such a good phrase. Oh, my face is getting red. I'm angry. It's crazy that she had to defend her virginity. Like, she had like, to do that. They asked her. Like, what could she have said? And the worst part is, any way she would have answered that would have been a problem. Had she said yes, that would have been a problem. Had she said, I'm not really comfortable answering that, that would have been a problem. Had she said no, like she did... 
that probably was less of a problem than all the other options. Yeah, you could just, which is really sad. That like but, pause when she was thinking about her answer. Could you imagine what was going through her head at that time? What can I say to not ruin my career? Yeah. It's crazy. It's like she's villainized for that, but like Justin Timberlake is like, oh, dude, congratulations. See, look at those weird standards. Right? Like, why though? Why? Her parents, her managers, someone should have been looking out for her. Oh, someone should have been screening those questions. Someone should have immediately come out and gone, yeah, no, we're not, we're not answering that. Yeah, absolutely. Please get out. She was let down. Someone should have been like watching out for her. Mm hmm. So recently there was a documentary release called Framing Britney Spears, and in this documentary we really get to see and like hear how the media treated her and how it affected her, as well as like a more personal dive into her history. So one of the clips, one of the first clips in this documentary is her on stage with another guy, I don't know why, like around her age, a little bit older, and then like a 65 year old man. And she just gave this amazing performance, right? She's like a kid and she's just like belting out songs and she's like awesome, right? Mm hmm. You have probably seen this clip. Yeah, it's iconic. <laughs> she's like belting out these songs like it's a nothing. It's crazy. Mm hmm. And then this 65 year old man has the audacity to ask this tiny little child if she has a boyfriend. And when she says no, boys are mean because she's a child, she was like, well, I'm not mean. Can I be your boyfriend? And Brittany was raised to be this, like, polite and sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. Oh, yes. That was not an okay clip. No. Anyways, let's move on to more oh, joy inducing clips. Oh, good. How exciting. <laughs> on another talk show, she's, like, a child. Like, she's a young teenager. And this talk show host has the audacity to ask her, everybody's wanting us to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. And she's like, oh, what? What do you mean? And he's like, well, your, your breasts. I just want to note in this clip, she's fully clothed. Yeah, not her that dress, matter, but she's not wearing anything she's revealing. Literally not wearing anything. So that whole argument of yes, yeah, she was asking for it. Put that to rest. Honestly, put it to rest. It's crazy. It's over. It's, it's over. over. We're done. And again, she just like laughs and she smiles and she giggles and she's like, "Oh, you're so silly," but she's obviously really uncomfortable with it. No one should be talking no. to you like that ever. They're so confident that they're allowed to do this, that they do it oh, on air, on TV, There's no boundaries. No boundaries. There's no boundaries. Nothing is off limits because they're who they are. Okay, this one got me really heated. Okay. So, like, this lady says about Britney Spears, if I had the opportunity to shoot her, I would. Let's break that down a little Let's... bit. Why? Number one, what reason could you have for wanting to shoot another human being and being so vocal about it and not having any problems? A teenage girl. Also, not even a full adult, really. It's crazy. And she was shown that clip on another interview with another lady. A different lady. <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, that's awful. How could she say that? She probably felt really unsafe because if somebody in power says something like that, their supporters will come for Britney. Oh, and not even their supporters, people who don't have a fully developed opinion. They're going to go, oh, here's someone, and they have a fully developed opinion. I'm going to believe their opinion. Yeah. Or they'll just naturally be drawn to another opinion when they don't have one. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. And not only that, but the interviewer was like, well, you can't blame her. I mean, the way that you're acting, you're like encouraging all <clears throat> our children to be sluts. Excuse me, ma'am. You're wrong. 
<laughs> if you're upset that your kids are seeing it, then you need to monitor your kids better. Absolutely. And she even says in that interview, like, I'm not here to babysit your kids. And she says this so hesitantly because she's not allowed to stand up for herself without getting hatred from the media. And I wonder if that's because of her baby image of being this just fun, like, I'm always here to make you happy and I'll be your yes ma'am. Yeah. Yes ma'am. That was clever. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Britney really, she was so contradictory because she was seen as this, like, pure kind of innocent, naive, but also Mm -hmm. she was, like, a woman in her own right, and she was Mm -hmm. doing these provocative things on stage, and... She was hot. She was hot. (laughs) Let's just say. (laughs) Britney Spears is, like, so hot. (laughs) But she was also, like, cultivating this, like, good girl image, and there was just this contradiction that people were not able to wrap their heads around. And that specific point will grow as we continue on with this. Okay, so in the documentary, there's, like, a paparazzi guy. He says that it was, like, mutual, that she seemed to like that they were taking photos of her, and that all celebrities need people like him. Quite the opinion. Reportedly, she sometimes would tell the paparazzi, like, I just need a day. She has to go away, but we just she just meant for the day. No, she didn't. <laughs> She went forever. He backed up that statement by saying previously, she had said, no, I just want the day. I just want to spend the day with, like, whoever. But, like, read the room, dude. Yeah. Read the room. Like, she was just saying, leave me alone for the day because she just needed a moment to breathe. Which was that she wanted you there later. And so sad. That's the only way she could get a moment to breathe was to plead with you to leave her alone for 24 hours. And you probably didn't even do that. This kind of reminds me of, like, Princess Diana. Oh, honestly, I found so many parallels between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. It's honestly crazy how the media turned her suffering into entertainment. It's really sad. And we'll talk about that more, but it's crazy that they could do that and just get away with it, that there aren't laws. Isn't there laws against photographing people in public? Do you just, like, forfeit those laws when you become famous? I think that's something that not everyone seems to grasp, that even if you're in the spotlight, you are still a human being and should not be in the spotlight 24-7. Like, yes, you might choose to go up on stage and do all that stuff and do those interviews and blah, 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 but that doesn't mean that you deserve to be put up to that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, obviously sometimes you consent to it, like when you go on stage or when you're like, well, totally hanging out with your friends in public or whatever, but like not all the time. Exactly. And also, like, I genuinely could not care if Britney Spears is going to Starbucks. No. I don't need to see photos of her, like, out and about just in public. Like, I don't really care. dude. (laughs) So, in November of 2003, she released her fourth album, In the Zone, and she wrote a lot of it, which I think is really cool. That is cool. Yeah. In January 2004, she married her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, in Vegas, and it was annulled just 55 hours later because Britney lacked understanding of her actions. There's this clip of this, like, army of lawyers emerging from, like, the courthouse, (laughs) and then one of them speaks to the paparazzi and says that line, that she was lacking understanding of her actions. We all get married in Vegas, it's a thing. Do you want to get married in Vegas? (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this one. Glad she's living her life. Everyone has to learn. Live and learn. I think that's a really fun and iconic thing that she did. Totally. Fun, flirty, fresh. Love it. (laughs) 
there's some footage out there of her, not footage of her smoking, but footage of old newspapers and articles of her smoking and just people being so mad that she was smoking and partying and being reckless, getting married and then divorced within 55 hours of being married. And like the public and the media just hated this. They hated that their pure image of this woman was just being tainted according to their uh, expectations. Yeah. They, like, loved her to begin with. And then oh, yeah. as soon as, like, that stopped selling, they decided, you know, let's just turn on her. Oh, let's just hate her. You have to experience your life. You have to figure out what you can do, what you can't do, what your limitations are. And the only way to do that is to experience things. Yeah, and she wasn't doing anything illegal or harming anyone. No, exactly. She was just living her life and having fun. Exactly. So shortly after this, in July 2004, she became engaged to a dancer named Kevin Federline. And they had only met three months before, but they got married in September. So it was a pretty quick engagement. And in May 2005, there was even a reality show called Brittany and Kevin Chaotic. I think Brittany called it the worst choice she had ever made in her oh, career. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's an ouch. Shortly after this, she gave birth to her son, Sean Preston, in August and mm-hmm. dedicated her song, Someday I Will Understand, to him. In February 2006, paparazzi took pictures of Britney driving with her son, Sean, on her lap. The media had a field day with this one. She spoke about this, and she explained that I think she was out with her son that day, and she ended up needing to get away really quickly because the paparazzi were all around her. They were crowding her. They were scaring her son, and he was crying. She couldn't get out of the car because the paparazzi were there, and all she needed to do was just get out because it was overwhelming. And that's what she did in that moment. She had to get out. There was no other way to be in that situation. Yeah, she made a split-second mistake, and she paid She severely. Paid. She had so much criticism after her, after this. Mm. Imagine, like, all of a sudden, you're out with your son. You're, like, child. You're baby. You're baby. He's a baby. Yes. And so many people come up to you guys with cameras, and you don't the flashing want... flashing lights. Yeah, he's scared, and you don't really want pictures of him out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Like, for privacy... Don't make pictures of my son. Yeah, absolutely not. It's like they can't consent to that. And I think she was well aware of that. They might one day not want to be in the public eye. Yeah. So she grabs him and she puts him on her lap to comfort him as she's crying (sighs) desperately to get away from the paparazzi. What else was she supposed to do? This is a really sad situation for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And yeah, there are probably better ways that she could have handled the situation. But would you really think of logically in that situation? Because I know I wouldn't. Neither would I. No, no. Stress makes you do things that like, I just want to, you know, make sure that everyone knows that there would have been a ton of stress involved in that if we hadn't made it clear enough already. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she was just trying to survive in that moment. Yeah. There was another situation that happened while she was pregnant with her second child. And she and her first child, Sean, they were chased by the paparazzi, so she took shelter in a cafe. She was like, please, just don't tell them I'm here. Just let me have a few minutes. She was pregnant and alone with her child. Mm-hmm. And the manager didn't help her. He just took pictures of her. Shame on you. And it's such a sad photo. Like, you really see, like, the, the, the exhaustion. And the pain. Yeah. Nobody saw her as a person. Yeah, exactly. And photos like this one could sell for, like, millions of dollars. Which is gross. It's so gross. Like, who even wants... Like, I don't want to see Britney Spears crying in a cafe. So, in September of that year, she gave birth to her second son, Jaden James. So, she had her two children, like, one after the other, like, a year apart. So, in November of 2006, she filed for divorce, and then it was finalized in July 2007, and they got joint custody. 
so she and Kevin Federline broke up. In February of this year, she stayed for less than a day in a rehab facility, and the next night, that was a night that she very publicly had a breakdown, for lack of a better term, and, like, shaved her head. She said she just wanted people to stop touching her, and so she did what she could do to take back some control of her life, and she did it in a pretty minor way. It's not like she hurt anyone. Exactly. And there's the owner of the store, and then there was a hairdresser there. Mm -hmm. And they both spoke up about this, and they both said that she was still so sweet, and she was so kind, and she, as respectfully as she could, just said that she just didn't want to be touched anymore. So she was the one that physically took the razor and shaved her head. This same night, she did, quote, unquote, attack a paparazzi's car with her umbrella. I feel like now is an important moment to say that this was my, that I can remember, this is my first knowledge of Britney Spears, is a magazine calling her crazy because she shaved her head and then broke someone's car. And oh, that was she the headline. Dented it. That was the headline. And that stuck with me for a number of years. And I was like, wow, Britney Spears is like scary. I don't know that I can endorse her because she's kind of scary. And I'm very upset that I felt that way as a child. Because well, the that's media just so shapes upsetting. our perceptions of these people, right? Like there's nothing we can really do to change it because we don't know them as people. All we know is what people say about them. Life is just weird. Life is so weird. is controlled. They just really did not view her as a person. She was just an object in their eyes, someone that they could make money off of. So, of course, the media kind of jumped on this incident, and she became the subject of some truly horrifying jokes. Like, people just did not care that she was obviously someone who was having some serious mental health issues. They just didn't care about that, Mm -hmm. because they could make money off of making fun of her. There were some people defending her. There was a man named Craig Ferguson, and he was kind of like a talk show host. At the time, he had a lot of sympathy for her, and he said that he started feeling really uncomfortable with the jokes that people would make about her. Oh. He said that comedy should have a certain amount of joy in it. It should be about attacking the powerful people, attacking the politicians and the Trumps and the blowhards, (laughs) getting after them. We shouldn't be attacking vulnerable people. I can stand behind that. Yeah. He just refused to make fun of her, and I, I respect him for that because people just weren't standing up for her, and he was one of the only people that did. When you're in that situation, who do you go to for advice? Nobody has ever experienced something like that before. No. To the extent that Brittany That she had. did. Yeah. yeah. So, after this incident, she began a few weeks in and out of treatment facilities, and then in October, she lost physical custody of her kids. This is also around the time that she met a man named Sam Lefty, and he was kind of like her manager, or her friend, or her lover. There's kind of not really a yeah. clear idea of who he actually was to her. And I'll talk more about him later, but he was apparently really controlling, and he apparently took advantage of her. Shady guy. (laughs) Even while all of this was going on, she still released, that month, October, she released her fifth album, Blackout. And then in January 2008, there was another incident where she refused to give up her kids to her ex-husband. This was, like, at a meet, wasn't it? Like, she was at a scheduled visit? I think so. Yeah. And then it was time for them to go, and she didn't. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know the whole story, and I think mm-hmm. part of that is because the media didn't care. Enough. <laughs> yeah, they didn't care about her side of the story. They just cared about what they could make money off of. This incident prompted a stay at a hospital, and she was suspected to have been on drugs. In January, she was committed to a treatment facility, I believe, under involuntary care. Involuntary. Yeah, so she didn't choose to be there. This is where the turning point 
So in February of that year, 2008, the courts gave her father and an attorney named Andrew Wallet conservatorship over her estate and her person while she was in the hospital. So given the circumstances in this very moment that we're talking about, she was in the hospital, she was suspected to have been on drugs. I can kind of see this, right? They make it seem like she was not a person that could handle her own self. You can understand why this happened. Yeah, and this was a temporary conservatorship. I think it was only supposed to be for a month. Until she could get back on her feet. Yeah. So when she got out of the hospital five days later, she was under this conservatorship. So I want to talk more about a conservatorship. Because I didn't know what this was until I started doing research. Okay. Kind of scary. It's scary. So a conservatorship can be of two different things. Conservatorship over a person or conservatorship over the estate. Generally, they're put in place if a person is unable to take care of themselves, like if they're very old or at risk of harm to themselves or others. And it's also kind of a one-size-fits-all solution. There's not really tailored points to each individual. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because some people might not be able to have access to a phone while others might be able to. Some people might not be able to drive and others might be able to. A conservatorship is also put in place at the state level, meaning that the conservator would need to gain conservatorship in every state that the conservatee has assets in. I think there's also different rules at each state level, so it's a long process, generally. Under California law, to put someone under conservatorship of person, they need to be an adult who is unable to properly provide for their physical needs. And for conservatorship of a state, they have to be proven to be unable to resist fraud or unable to handle their financial resources. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of vague because what one professional would say they're unable to do that is another professional would be like, no, they're fully capable of doing that. Right. Also, if a conservatee has a preference of who will be their conservator, that is generally accepted unless they are deemed an inappropriate choice to be in control of the estate or the person. Mm, makes sense. Though. Yeah. In Brittany's case, let's talk about it specifically for Brittany. Her father, Jamie Spears, and the attorney, Andrew Wallet, got conservatorship over person and estate. So they are able to control basically everything. <laughs> They are able to control all her money. They are able to control all her medical decisions. And she has even been deemed unable to hire her own lawyer. That's weird. Yeah, because, like, she did try to hire her own lawyer. And this guy said she seemed lucid enough. She seemed fine enough to be able to hire me. But then the judge said, no, there's stuff in her medical records that says that she cannot hire anyone. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's oddly specific. Yeah. And also because her preference should have been taken into account when they assigned a conservator, her father should not have been put in charge of her person or her estate. As I understand it, Andrew Wallet is a conservator of her estate, and her father is a conservator of her estate as well as her person. So that's the kind of responsibilities that they share. Or at least at this point, that was the situation. So for some reason, it wasn't taken into account what she wanted, and she also wasn't able to hire her own lawyer to fight this. She wasn't even really trying to fight the conservatorship to begin with um, because she knew that it would give her access to be able to see her children again. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't going to fight it. Uh, She just didn't want her father in control. And again, this was supposed to be temporary, but it kept getting extended and it's since been like 12 or 13 years. Which is ridiculous. I just can't imagine being controlled for that long. 
Yeah, so she was, like, basically forced to relinquish all control over her money and career, as well as herself, her physical person. She can't even make medical decisions or decide who is allowed to visit her. And we're basing this on how conservatorships work. As well as the information on the internet. Yes. So her father did claim that she had early onset dementia. So the thing about the conservatorship of person and estate is that they are generally put in place for people who are older, like on their deathbed, unable to make these decisions. Mm -hmm. By saying this, I'm not saying this is why he said it, but by saying this, this would allow him to give her medication or commit her to a hospital if she wanted to, or if he wanted to, without her permission, without her consent. I will say that saying that she has early onset dementia, yeah, that could be, right? Well, sure, but she's also been working hard. Mm-hmm. For, non-stop. Yeah, non-stop. She released, like, a bunch of albums. She's been on tour. She had, like, a residency in Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. so much. Shouldn't she be focusing on her health if her health is not that great? Yeah, and if someone has dementia, I don't think that they could be doing Bro, this They stuff. probably couldn't be remembering all of their lyrics. Or their dance moves. I think that it would be noticeable in her career. (laughs) Not that we're crediting or discrediting any claims that anyone in the family or any lawyers have made. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying it's completely impossible. I'm (laughs) just saying it doesn't make sense. Things don't add up here. Mm -hmm. And of course, we don't have the full story, but from what we can tell, it doesn't really make sense. Yes. So part of the reason they got the conservatorship was because they were worried that Brittany was being drugged or that she was a danger to herself. We've talked about Sam Lefty. He was shady. Um, (laughs) Okay, so her family suspected that Sam Lefty could be drugging her without her consent or her knowledge. That's scary. Okay. With antipsychotic and ADHD medication. So her mother claims that she went there and she saw him crushing up pills and putting it in Britney's drink and that he even drugged her and she felt the effects of that. That's a big claim. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine how scary it would be to have all these side effects and not really know why? It would be so scary. He would even also, like, call the paparazzi and, like, tell them where they were and even let them in the house sometimes. Someone needs to be fired. Yeah, but he wasn't even, like, officially her manager. He was just some guy. Someone needs to be hired. Hire some (laughs) security guards. Honestly, where are they? (laughs) Outside, probably hired by him. Yeah. So because of this, and because of her erratic behavior, partially due to the drugs, and probably that's what happened that night with her kids, she really didn't willingly take those drugs before her kids came over, mm-hmm. right? Her mother recalls seeing her with the, like, cognizant ability of a child, not oh. understanding what's going on. She was like, what does insomnia mean? Because he was giving her, like, insomnia medication. Oh, that's kind of, oh. Yeah. So I kind of do understand why they thought the conservatorship was necessary to begin with, because she obviously was being taken advantage of and open to this undue influence. I don't think that the conservatorship should have been the first resort. I think it should have been the last resort. Agreed. Well, I mean, there are alternatives. Like I said, like you can come up with a health care plan and the conservative can follow it. And that could be like a first resort or like hire an attorney to take care of your money. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that because in 2004, her money and her assets were actually put into a trust. So her brother and her estate lawyer were supposed to be in charge of it if anything happened to her, like if she became mentally incapacitated. And her sister was later added to this trust. So this was something that she put in place when she was of sound mind and body, just in case something happened, like something like what happened to her happened. 
Yeah, this was already a plan that they had in place, but they didn't enact it for some reason. They didn't fall back on it. Instead, they got conservatorship over her and took a lot of her rights away. For no reason. For no reason, because <laughs> there was already a plan in place. And if they got conservatorship, it should have been her brother and her estate lawyer getting conservatorship, at least over her estate, instead of her father and a random attorney. Yes. That's what kind of strikes me as so odd. Like, this random lawyer wouldn't have had any investment in her at all, other than, like, a paycheck. Yeah. And that's another conflict of interest there, is that Britney's money is paying all these people's salaries. It's paying her dad's salary, Andrew Wallet's salary, mm -hmm. like, everyone's salary is being paid by Britney. So, of course, they want her under the conservatorship so they can continue to get to paid. Pay. Yeah. Another interesting thing is that whatever is in the trust is not able to be accessed by the conservator. I don't know how that works. Because would it make sense for her to also add her kids to that trust? Or would it be more like she's trusting these other people, her brother and her sister, to take care of her kids with the trust in the event that something happened, but not have the kids have access to the trust itself? So... Her brother and her sister and the estate lawyer were in charge of the trust, so they could do with it what they wanted. But right. she did, I think it was, like, under contract that if something were to happen to her, her kids should be taken care of. Okay. And some people okay. kind of speculate that part of the reason her sister was added to the trust was that she knew that she could trust her <laughs> to <laughs> actually enact this if something happened to her. Mm. So because whatever in the trust is in the trust is not able to be accessed by the conservator, her dad could not access any of it. I don't really understand how this works, but Britney's wages from her tours and her residency in Vegas, which we will talk about, went into Britney Touring Inc., which was owned by the trust. So whatever wages she made went into the trust, basically. That means that the conservator would be unable to access these wages. Right. At least until the conservator <laughs> arranged with the trust managers, her brother and her estate lawyer. Um, and her sister. And her sister. To move Britney Touring Inc. out of the trust. So now her wages are essentially oh. controlled by the conservator of her estate. There's a lot happening there. That's a little shady. I don't really know if the conservator does anything with this money. They can't like go and spend it freely. They have to report to the court what they did with the money. Yeah, I mean, the court can't just put this in place and then like leave. Yeah. They, have they, have to, to, they should have to answer to someone. Yeah, her father and Andrew Wallet do answer to the court. So, that's a lot. Yeah, that's quite a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with all the court stuff going on and the publicity that this case has received, many hope that this could set a new precedent going forward for conservatorships and that they should be tailored to the individual and that it should be easier to get out of one. If you are capable. If you're capable, yeah. I feel like a lot of common sense questions would just really help. Like... She's not able to do this and this and this. Why is she still working? Yeah. Why is she still pushing so hard, like we said earlier? Absolutely. If she isn't able to drive a car, she shouldn't be able to, like, dance every night on stage to that extent. Some speculate that part of the reason the courts don't want to break the conservatorship is because it could cast doubt on the entire system. Then it's not a good enough system if it's one that can be crumbled by doubt. Yeah, right? Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> And her father is not qualified to be a conservator. Like, they should have gotten a professional. I don't understand why there wasn't a professional in involved. charge of her. Yeah. Or at least involved. Like, if they yeah. still decided to take this route that they did, like, there should have at least been a third person, a conservatorship expert, <laughs> involved. 
Absolutely. So Britney's family doesn't really talk about the situation publicly. They haven't, at least until recently, which we'll talk about. And because she's so controlled, Britney can't really talk about it either. Like, in interviews and stuff, everything is just controlled. Yeah. I think it was Ryan Seacrest who brought up how his interview with her went. And he said that he had to submit these questions really far in advance. And he couldn't ask any other questions other than about the album and I think about the tour. Right. Anything else about her personal life, about her conservatorship, all that stuff was not approved. Sketch. Yeah. We've talked a bit about her father, but I do want to say that it would be really scary to see your daughter going through what Britney went through. It's really possible that he thinks that he's doing the right thing. Totally. There's always a flip side to every situation. Yeah, absolutely. He saw her struggling and he stepped in. He is only getting paid 180 grand a year, which is a lot, but it's not necessarily unreasonable for the work that he's doing. And it's not the millions that he could be taking. I mean, his daughter is like a multimillionaire. Her managers are probably being paid about the same. It is a lot of money. Though. I just feel like it could be a better, but that's, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Jamie himself has stated their relationship has always been strained. And it doesn't really make sense. Like, you want the best for Britney Spears, shouldn't you have the best professionals, the most expensive lawyers and the most expensive care managers? And One would think. But at the same time, if he's in charge, if he's a conservator, he is able to make these decisions for the people in her life. Okay, I kind of feel like that would come down to just, because some people 100% think that they can take care of certain situations better than other people can. Like, I can babysit my child better than anyone else can babysit my child, so it's my child. Yeah. Like, that sort of attitude. I understand, potentially, where he's coming from. Yeah. So, I'm just going to throw this in here. Because it happened so quickly, the conservatorship got granted. Some people speculate that it could have been orchestrated. Well, that they saw Britney, like, having troubles, having these struggles, and they saw an opportunity to step in and take control in a really extreme way, but maybe it was necessary, right? It's true. We only know the surface level of this whole thing, really. I think other plans should have been enacted before the conservatorship, because that's a really extreme step to take. And it's been, like, 12 or 13 years. It's been a very long time, and they should have regular evaluations of this. They do, and they just keep extending it. They should have better evaluations (laughs) of this. Moving back to the timeline, she did keep working after the conservatorship was granted. Hard. She worked hard. She worked so hard, and she got her visitation rights back in July, so... People speculate that they could have been threatening to take away her rights to her kids if she didn't comply with the conservatorship. I don't know if that's true, but I do believe that it was definitely a factor in her decision. She probably Mm -hmm. knew, like, if I go along with this, I will definitely get to be able to see my kids. So in October of 2008, her father was granted permanent conservatorship. And because she's so young, this doesn't really happen. Again, conservatorships are generally for people, like, on their deathbed, like, really (laughs) old people or people who are completely incapable of making these decisions. And she's so young. She was, like, in her 20s, right? It got granted permanently for some reason that I just don't understand. And it's so hard to get out of. It's not unheard of, but it's very rare that somebody will get out of a conservatorship. It doesn't make sense that it was permanent. How did this happen? (laughs) How did this happen? How did everyone fail her? Yes. She also released a documentary called Britney for the Record, 
After this, in December, her sixth album was released, Circus, which is my favorite Ooh. album. I love it. And then in January, they got a restraining order against Sam Lefty and others suspected to be involved in her potential um, situation. situation. <laughs> and then in May 2010, she started dating her former agent, Jason Trawick. I think that's how you say his name. Which is interesting. Like, like she's allowed to date. Well, is she, though? Her former agent she's allowed to date. A little sketch. And then in March 2011, she released her seventh album, Femme Fatale. And then in December, she got engaged to Jason. So he gained legal control and became a co-conservator in April 2012. This was good for Britney because it gave her some more freedom. Like, when he was with her, she was allowed to drive and stuff. She had a bit more freedom. If you're stating that someone is incapable of, you know, taking care of all of these things, how are they capable enough to have a partner? Is that fair? If you're saying that they're not capable enough to do any of those things... Are they really capable enough in understanding consent and that relationship dynamic? Yeah. It's like, that's sketchy. a weird dynamic to me. That makes me feel weird. It makes me feel kind of icky. Yeah. So I don't like that. No. But like we said, Brittany kept working so hard. In May, she became a judge on The X Factor for one season. So in January 2013, she and Jason split up, removing him from conservatorship. In September, she announced her two-year residency in Las Vegas. This was later extended by two years, but initially it was two years. Only two years. So again, like, she's performing, like, a lot. She's working so much. In December, her eighth album was released. It was called Britney Jean. And then Glory, her ninth album, was released in August 2015. So much work. There's so much going on. So this woman, who was supposedly incapable of taking care of herself, people claim... That she had early onset dementia, but she was working so hard. Could you do that if you were really incapable? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put words in anyone's head, but could you? She was performing a lot, and I think it was really good for her because she really enjoyed performing. That was like something that she really enjoyed, right? Clearly, yes. And it gave her the ability to be around other people who weren't her team, her managers, and her conservators. In November 2016, she started dating her current boyfriend, Sam Asgari. I hope I said that right. And then in December 2017, she performed the last show of her Vegas residency. In January 2019, Brittany announced that she would be going on hiatus as her father was having health issues. People speculate that she was actually forced to stop because she wasn't taking the medication that her father wanted her to take. That's part of the reason that they canceled the residency in Vegas. That's what people speculate. We are neither confirming nor denying that. We're just saying that that was a speculation. So, in March, here is when things take another turn. Prepare. Prepare. So, in March 2019, Andrew Wallet, the co-conservator of Britney's estate, suddenly resigned. And right before this, like just a few months, he asked for a raise. And he got this raise because her career was taking off even more. And they called it more of a business arrangement. They called the conservatorship a business arrangement. Hello? What? What is going on here? What? Wait a minute. <laughs> Something seems a little fishy. Something seems a little bit fishy. <laughs> it's not supposed um... to be a business arrangement. She is forced into this. She's not allowed to make career decisions. Or any decisions. No. Really? At all. It's business? not a business arrangement. Ooh, someone slipped up. <laughs> 
Someone said business arrangement, and the whole team was like, oh, I hope nobody caught that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> deny it. Deny it. We caught it. So did, like, everybody else. At team, we found you. Hello. We, we see, see you. you. <laughs> Here's another thing that he said as he was resigning. He said that substantial detriment, irreparable harm, and immediate danger will result to the conservative and her estate if basically if his resignation was not approved immediately. Pardon me? Immediate danger will result to the conservative and her estate if his resignation is not approved immediately? I don't know what he meant by this. This is so incredibly alarming. Well, we'll get into what it meant. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> March, that same month, Brittany was moved to a psych facility due to stress. So, I'll get into why we know this. But okay. in April, a podcast called Brittany's Gram, they're a podcast, these, like, two comedians who, like, deep-dived into Brittany's Instagram and were just delighted by what they saw because we'll get into Brittany's Instagram. It's wonderful in so many ways. And alarming in other ways. In other, yes. So, they got onto this Brittany's rather interesting posting Bef- they caught on to something. Yeah, before yeah. things kind of turned a bit dark. And so when things turned a bit dark, they were kind of the front lines of people reporting on this. So they talked about a post that Brittany made. After she had disappeared for a few months, she came back with a post that said, I just needed a little me time, basically. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that a little bit more later when we talk about her Instagram. But then they got a voicemail from a credible source. They verified the source as being a former member of Brittany's legal team. I think he was a paralegal. They did verify his place of work and that he looks like an actual person that existed. I mean, obviously, there's only so much you can do to verify his claim, but they did they verify. They did enough. Yeah. He claimed that the psych hold had been since January and against her will because she wouldn't take certain medication. He also claimed that Andrew Wallet had resigned because she was forced to be with the treatment facility and he was uncomfortable with it as one would be so the irreparable harm quote could have been like she's gonna be locked away against her will okay this source also claimed that because she was seen driving a car in february i think it was she's not allowed to drive a car and this prompted her team deciding that she needed to be under more control Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> she went to a drive through with her boyfriend, and they were like, no, Chick-fil-A, no you. way. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a lot, and I'm not saying any of what I have just claimed is fact. I just know... It I'm, has been said. It has been speculated, and this situation did spark the hashtag Free Britney movement, hoping to help her escape this conservatorship. And plenty of celebrities have even, like, chimed in in support of this cause, including Miley Cyrus, Paris Hilton, and Cher. So that's cool. Right? Brittany ended up leaving this facility later that month, and she claimed that all is well. In May 2019, a judge ordered an expert evaluation of a conservatorship, partly due to all the media attention that this case was receiving. If anything, I think that's what these certain type situations teach you, is that if something gets enough attention and enough uproar... You can change, or you can at least start the change of government policies. Yeah, which is why we need to talk about this. Like, there's not much that we can do except to talk about it. Exactly. And it's the same with so many situations. So in September of that year, her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, got a restraining order against her father, alleging a physical confrontation between Jamie and one of the kids. 
So, not good. So now Jamie can't see those kids for, like, another three years, which complicates his conservatorship over Britney, right? This did prompt him to step down as the primary conservator of Britney, and Britney's longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, temporarily replaced him. He's still, like, you know... Very active. Yeah, but he's not, like, the main conservator of her estate, or her person. So, like, a longtime care manager is in charge of her health, basically, and I just don't understand why she wasn't in charge of the conservatorship over Britney's person to begin with. Yeah, same. I will say that Brian Spears, Britney's brother... In July 2020, he did speak out against the conservatorship. He did say that Britney wanted out of it, and so did Lynn Spears and Britney's boyfriend have also spoken out against the conservatorship. Okay, so very credible people have all spoken out about it. People who are, like, close to her, who interact with her on, like, a daily basis have Mm -hmm. said that she doesn't need to be in this. In August, Jamie Spears called the Free Britney movement a joke and called its organizers conspiracy theorists. Britney's lawyer, Samuel D. Ingham III, which is the most iconic name I've ever heard in my life. Hey, Samuel. <laughs> he submitted to the court Britney's desire to have Jody placed in control permanently and to replace Jamie with someone who is actually qualified to run her estate. Reasonable. And her lawyer also said that she wants this case to be public and that she appreciates the support from her fans. So it seems like Britney supports the Free Britney movement. It seems like she's said that she appreciates the support of them. In the documentary, Framing Britney Spears, they did try to, like, contact her family and the people around her, and they couldn't. They refused to speak. So, the New York Times attempted to reach Britney Spears directly to request her participation in this project. It is unclear she received the requests. Oh. Isn't that a scary thing to hear? They can't talk to her. Like, they can't reach out to her. They can't. If her managers don't want her to see it, she's not going to see it. In November... A judge appointed Bessemer Trust as her co-conservator with Jamie. So this is like a bank now in charge, partially in charge of her estate. But her dad is still also in charge. Brittany apparently also told her lawyer that she will not work as long as her father is in charge. And her conservatorship has been extended to September 2021. Which is coming up. Yes. And I think there's another hearing at the end of April, which by the time this podcast goes up, will have already (laughs) passed. So I wonder how that'll go. But, like, her fans will pick it outside of the court proceedings and, and, like, try to, like, raise awareness about stuff like this, which is probably for the best, as long as you're doing it respectfully and with good intent. Yeah. Yes. And that also shows how much influence she has, too, right? So much influence. So, that's all I have on the conservatorship. Do you want to talk about her Instagram a bit? Okay. Yes. So, Brittany's Instagram is... A deep dive. <laughs> it's wonderfully bizarre. <laughs> let's do a dive. Okay. Let's do a okay. dive through what I saved on my Instagram. Okay, so let, let's talk about this. Because Brittany has Instagram, some people speculate that she could be sending coded messages through her Instagram post. Yeah. They also speculate that maybe someone on her team is running it and that she's not even in control at all. And I will say that Brittany's Instagram has always been a little bit off. She's kind of, like, the eccentric aunt who's, like, on a completely different wavelength and, like, just is awesome. Just out there living. Yeah. So, in 2011, in the early days of Instagram, it was a lot more promotional. Promotional? Promotionable. Promotional. Promotional. <laughs> you know what I meant. You got it. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, right? um, <laughs> Like, most celebrities' Instagrams are, right? Right. Nowadays, her posts have become a lot more personal since 2016. Just, like, any friend you follow, she posts pictures of her daily life and stuff. 
And she used to post a lot of pictures of her son's art, too, which I just think is so sweet. Another thing is that people talk to her like they're her friend on Instagram. Like, people will be in the comments being like, Oh, Brittany, dear, just don't wear so much makeup. You're so pretty without it. Okay, I don't like those types of comments. Like, why do they think that she cares about their opinion? (laughs) Like, sometimes she'll post stuff about religion or she'll post stuff about, like, crystals. And people will be like, Brittany, this is blasphemous. You can't post crystals. You can't be... You you have to find God again, basically. It's like, why are you talking to Britney Spears like she cares? She's Britney Spears. She's just living her life. Yeah. So, a Britney Spears post will be either a stock photo or a meme or a video of her working out or dancing. Britney Mm. Spears has posted a lot of videos and pictures and stuff. And in some of them... Tattoos kind of seem to appear and disappear. This tattoo specifically on the back of her neck, she got removed in 2008, I think it was. This was posted in 2017. I did Google it. I did verify. It was removed years before that video. But for some reason, it's on her neck in the video. That's weird. That is weird. Hello? I don't know how to feel about that. So we'll get into what this means. Why these tattoos keep appearing and reappearing. Okay, because thank you. And why sometimes there's a gap in her teeth and sometimes there's not. Or why her speaking voice seemed to be a little bit lower than it is now. In December 2017, Britney Spears released a video of her on Instagram singing a song. And the camera's like (laughs) twirling around her and she's singing. And people claim that the video is sped up. And that if you slow it down, she actually sounds a lot more natural. That her voice is so much lower and richer than it is now when she sings, generally. So they think that's her natural singing voice, that this video was sped up to make it it's, seem like it's not. Yeah, make it sound more baby and higher. Yeah. Which, I can understand why they said that from the sound quality of the video. And the guy, like, the photographer is, like, moving really un- quick. You know how you step, right, when you're taking a video? Mm-hmm. The steps are just a little bit too unnatural. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. That's <laughs> pretty sus. A little sus. So, like, when she posts videos of her singing on Instagram or TikTok or something, it's generally with, like, a filter on it that changes her voice and makes it higher. And that's not, like, mm. speculation. Like, the that's filter... just how it is. The filter does that. So she yeah. sounds like a, a mouse instead of a person, right? That's just, right. like, what the filter does. <laughs> but it's weird that she never sings without the filter. Like, just naturally. This one is something that people point to a lot. There's always a way out and a picture that's obviously not one that she took of, like, a window seat thing. I keep getting goosebumps. This is really creepy. This is really freaky. In this video, you will see behind her, there is a sign that says beware. This was posted in December, so it's obviously not a Halloween decoration. Oh, scary. (laughs) Scary. In April 2019, she posted this. It's a meme that says, Fall in love with taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit. And she posted that with the caption, We all need to take time for a little me time with an emoticon smiley. Not like an emoji smiley, like an emoticon. Okay. Yes. So that's significant because Brittany doesn't use emoticons. She uses emojis in all her posts. I went through, I deep dive into this Instagram. She uses emojis, not emoticons, ever. Can confirm. Can confirm. That is the first emoticon on Brittany's Instagram. Yes. Doesn't seem very Brittany. Not really. So at this point, 
she had been in the hospital, according to news reports, she had been in the hospital for at least a week. And we know this because that same day, news of her being in the hospital broke. So this is at the same time that Britney Scram got that voicemail. Oh, okay. This is how that kind of lines up. So if she was in the hospital for a week before she posted this, she probably didn't have her phone, and that probably wasn't her posting that. Yeah, most likely. Which is not that weird when you think about it, because managers post for their clients all the time, right? That's I mean, just a sure. thing. But taken in the context of that at this time, she was, according to some sources, in a treatment facility against her will. <sighs> that just makes me feel bad. Don't like it. So people speculate that Lou Taylor, Britney's business manager, was posting this. She's oh that she posts stuff for Britney sometimes. That's like part of her job. I will say that this is probably kind of around the time that things started changing. Britney posted a video on in April later that month saying that there's been rumors and death threats to her family. So many crazy things are being said and that she's just taking a moment for herself. And that there were fake emails everywhere crafted by Sam Lufty years ago and that she did not write them. That he was pretending to be her and communicating with her team with a fake email address. She said that her situation is unique but she promises that she's doing what is best at the moment. And she's like, you may not know this but I am strong and I stand up for what I want. And your love and dedication is amazing but what I need right now is a little bit of privacy to deal with all the hard things that life is throwing my way. Which that sounds reasonable. Absolutely. We don't know how much of Britney's social media presence is Britney's choice and Britney's real self shining through and what is designed by her social media managers, mm. as it is with every celebrity. I think it's more True. extreme in her case, of course, but I would agree. With every celebrity you don't know who is actually talking to you, right? Right. Okay, this one's weird. That is a gigantic Christmas tree. Right? It's so bright. Whoa. So people will say, zoom in on this. On on the phone. It looks like this photo. What? People say that it looks like this photo. That you can see them standing there. With beside the tree. You know what? It actually kinda does look like that photo. Yeah. It's just a weird placement of a phone. It weirds me out. It stands out. Does the phone look real even on that table? That's what I'm thinking. Like it stands out. Like when you look at the photo. You notice the tree, and then you notice the phone. It's weird how much it stands out. I don't it like is. it. It is. Actually, yeah, it really is, because this other phone doesn't stand out that much, and given it's not an iPhone. I don't like it. Facing the camera to a T. Like, it's even vertically symmetrical with the edge of the photo. It literally looks photoshopped. Oh, it does look photoshopped, <laughs> though. I will say, right off the bat, some people speculate that Britney Spears is a clone. I don't believe that. I'm just saying what people are saying. <laughs> Other people have said this in the yeah, past. Which would explain why her tattoos keep appearing and disappearing, why her tooth gap is there sometimes, and why, in this clip, some people claim she has an Australian accent. That's so loud! Okay. Yeah, that doesn't really sound like her normal accent. They're so loud. It sounded They're say, so loud. Right? So, I heard that. Could this, like, body double be, like, Australian? I don't know. That's possible. I mean, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Really. I also love that she still dresses in the style that is comfortable to her, even if it's not, like, super trendy. Like, Mm -hmm. she wears these super low-waisted shorts, and I just, I love that for her. (laughs) 
I just do. I think that's like really cool. You don't see people wearing that often, but no. it was like really popular. Just wear what makes you happy, which is what she's doing. Yeah. She's... In this video, she breaks her foot. She's dancing what? around and she breaks her foot, which is Ooh. weird considering what comes next. Ooh, okay. There's many posts of her doing things that she should not be able to do with a broken foot. Okay, I see. It only gets more bizarre from here. Great. But she, like, oh. was doing, like, yoga and dancing around, and she was on a beach somewhere, and she was doing things that you shouldn't be able to do with a broken foot literally, like, days after. So I don't know what's up with the timeline on some of these posts. Britney Spears got his tattoo removed, like, a decade ago, and then posted That's... a picture with that same tattoo. She usually mentions, like, when she took a photo. She'll be like, oh, I took this two weeks ago, or I took this yesterday, or okay. things like that. I didn't know. I did not expect this to kind of take this turn. Right? Okay, so in March of 2020, Brittany posted a picture of her and Mariah Carey and a guy called Cade Hudson, like a throwback Thursday type of photo or whatever. It's chilling. I don't know <laughs> what is going on with this picture, but his eyes are photoshopped, like, black for no some Holy. reason. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> It just looks really terrifying with his eyes. I, I can't, I can't look at it again. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me so hard. It's terrifying. I'm, it's still, like, ricocheting. It's, and, wow. It's so, like, bizarre <gasps> of, of something, like, you don't expect to see when you're scrolling through reading Instagram. And it's, like, it feels wrong. It feels like, so something is wrong. not right with that yeah, photo. Yeah, because it's, like, you look at it, and it's, like, something's weird here, but you don't notice until you go to the comments, and they're, like, look at his eyes, and then you and do, you look and it's, at like, <laughs> I will say his eyes look exactly the same in the black and white photo, except not as terrifying, so I wonder if it was, like, a glitch. Oh, do they look less? I'm not going to show <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But I don't understand how it could glitch just in his eyes and literally nowhere else in the image. It's terrifying. If someone is looking over her Instagram posts, they should have seen that. It's weird because it feels like it would have to be a deliberate choice for someone to Photoshop his eyes like that. Yeah. But, like, why? And clearly, it has to be Photoshop because eyes don't look like that. I'm <laughs> chilled. How would you even Photoshop, like, like black dots over his eyes? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> We can talk about Nirvana. Yeah, that okay. sounds nicer. Brittany posted a picture of clouds. Like, oh, that looks lovely. Yeah, like a landscape photo in March of 2020. And she said, two weeks ago, I went on a hike. I picked three different kinds of sage and met six white butterflies. I oh. believe seeing that many butterflies at once is a sign of experiencing Nirvana. It was pretty cool. It's weird that she said, I picked three different kinds of sage and met six white butterflies. Those are really weirdly specific numbers That's for a hike thinking. that you took two weeks ago. So some people think that this might mean something. They don't know what, but it could mean something. Three six? Like three sixes. <laughs> oh. That's not it. I didn't it. even put that together. That's not it. That's not it. Hello? <laughs> so she said, I like the white flower in my garden better than the pink one. That is not from her garden. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait just a minute here. <laughs> It's really sweet, though. It's, like, the most obviously Photoshop flower I've ever seen. Were you trying to, like, make us think that it wasn't? Okay, when I first got a Photoshopping app, I totally did stupid things, and I was like, no one's ever gonna know. I look great. You know, you look bad. <laughs> and everyone could tell. <laughs> I almost wonder if that's, like, that. Like, Aww, that's you know, cool. she just... 
figured out how to Photoshop someone. I was like, yeah, I think this looks great. And everyone else is like, you look terrifying. <laughs> that could be. We are doing great. If that's the case, just tone it down maybe just a little tad on the eyes. <laughs> At the people controlling her Instagram. <laughs> Britney Spears should have, like, the highest quality of camera, but for some reason, all her photos are a little bit blurry. <laughs> I don't know why. People left in the comments, wear yellow when you're next post if you need help. Oh. Unless she wears yellow. So people say that Britney Spears is leaving messages. She also, like, she's gorgeous, obviously, but she doesn't look completely there. Like, what drugs do they have her on? <laughs> yeah. Because you can see it in her eyes. Like, they're not She's not as focused. Present. Yeah, and she's her not smile focused. isn't reaching her eyes. Wait, I just wanted to show you that everybody in the comments were like, FBI, FBI, <laughs> hello, are you paying attention? <laughs> FBI, are you here? <laughs> this one, she posted like another kind of stock photo, and she's like, this is so cool, the sky looks red, almost like Mars. I heard on the news about a new planet in our solar system called Planet Nine. I wonder what's on this planet, or is it a planet at all? I've never heard about Planet Nine. Is that a real planet? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like a theory. This picture is your third eye. The third eye is the locus of occult power and wisdom. It also refers to the gate that leads to the inner realms of spaces of higher consciousness. Like, she posts some interesting things sometimes. Yeah, I see that. So she posts all these videos of her answering questions that nobody asked with a really weird intonation and the way that she's acting is really nervous. Also, these videos, she's like, you guys have been asking me these questions, but nobody has asked her these questions. Like, oh. where are you getting these questions from? Right? Who's telling you about these questions? Yeah. Also, like, her voice sounds really shaky, and she seems That's really nervous. That's just what I was thinking. Like, her voice doesn't quite sound like how it did before. Yeah. She does this a lot where she posts the same picture, picture. but, like, with filters on some of them. People always claim that they can see, like, cameras in the background, and they're like, are they watching Britney Spears? And then it's kind of like, well, no. She has security cameras because she's Britney Spears. Rightfully so. Yeah. That's another thing that Brittany does is that she posts a lot of videos of her on the beach doing yoga or just hanging out, but they're all from far away and you can't really tell that they're Britney Spears. So but some mm. people think that could be like a body double and yeah. not actually Britney. And a lot of the people passing by her on the beach don't seem to react like it's Britney Spears. So. Which they naturally would. Yeah. You saw Britney Spears on the beach. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> so that's weird. Another thing that Britney does is that she posts pictures with the caption, like, red or touch of rose, and it's never really clear what these two things are. I kind of think that it might be, like, a photo project. Like, she'll post this, and it says, Twisted Elegance Introducing Red, and there's no red in the photo, but I think it's supposed to be, like, a photo set. The caption is supposed to be, or, like, the name of the photo set is supposed to be red? Yeah, and she does another one that's, like, touch of rose, and it doesn't really make sense. But she does that a lot. Like, um, this one. It's literally just... A fridge? Yeah, a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> With the red. As yes! <laughs> the first thing that I thought of when you actually said touch a rose was, like, I thought of a thorn. And when you touch a rose, there's thorns. And then and it bleeds red. red. Yeah, and then it bleeds red. Yeah. <laughs> we cracked the code. There's also, like, the thorn campaign, but I don't know... Oh. She probably would have alluded to that more if it was actually the Thorn campaign. I mean, she has to be pretty cryptic. Ew! No, no, no. No, I don't like that. No, she posted a picture of, like, a lady, stock photo image of a lady holding a skeleton. Mm. 
caption is devil is in the details wouldn't oh. want this baby to hit me one more time okay well, i mean that's when was that posted that was posted on march 29th of this year what so. happened on march 29th of this year is she referring to we need to look at the details that's of whatever happened right? around march 29th right because something's gonna come out if we look at the details hard enough i'm so confused Brittany also posted a video of her dancing on March 30th of this year, and she says in her caption, I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. I cried for two weeks, and well, I still cry Aww. sometimes. I do what I can in my own spirituality with myself to try and keep my own joy, love, and happiness. That was right after the documentary Framing Britney Spears was released, so I guess she didn't like it. Yeah. But also, why would her team let her watch that? That's a good point, because they're controlling everything else. Why would they allow that? So I kind of think maybe this wasn't her posting. That's the first thought that I had, too. Because that documentary is the one that has, like, the podcast on it and the yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that somewhat echoes the end of her other documentary, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't really would it make sense for her to say that in an actual documentary and put it out there. For everyone to know, and then to denounce this other documentary. I kind of think that Britney's team probably wouldn't want her to see the documentary because all these people are in support of her ending the conservatorship. Could give her, like, resources to reach out for help. It doesn't seem like something that they wouldn't let her do. It also seems like it would be in her team's best interest if she denounced the documentary. Again, this is all speculation. None of this is fact. That's all I have for the Instagram, and it's really, really weird. There's two ways that you can look at it. She's either posting and acting really weird, like, out of it, yeah. or someone is posting for her and making her seem that way. Other people think that Britney might be a clone, that they might have multiple clones of Britney, which would explain why tattoos keep coming and going, and she looks really different in some posts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, never say never. Other people speculate when she's just trying to communicate with her fans through cryptic and coded posts. Because she's very smart. She is quite intelligent. Very smart. You can't become as successful as she is without being so smart. So, what is going on? What is going on? It's not normal. We can all agree on that. Something must be going on. Right. I don't know. So, to wrap up this podcast, I just want to talk about one thing that I found kind of interesting. This is interesting, so, like, listen up. Listen up. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany confided in her former makeup artist that her former home was haunted. So this is a house that she owned back when she was dating Justin Timberlake. And this makeup artist had a friend perform Reiki healing on Britney after a rough weekend of partying, probably. (laughs) And Britney said that she thought that he had maybe opened up a portal to something. What is Reiki healing? Is it like spiritual healing? Yeah. Okay. Britney claimed that these spirits had come through the portal and tried to push her down the stairs. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. So apparently this encounter made Britney scared to stay there, to the point where she would want to like stay in a hotel instead. So when Britney decided to sell this house, Britney Murphy bought it from her. I feel like I need to say, I saw, or like I heard, the very beginning of this story, mm-hmm. and I heard the names and immediately was like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> it's too spooky. <laughs> it's pretty spooky, yeah. Britney Murphy was an actress who acted in Clueless, which is one of my favorite yes. movies. And she kind of died 
pretty young and kind of mysteriously. And then her husband also died the same way, like months apart. And it was attributed to drugs and pneumonia and other factors. Like there was many factors involved. So it's kind of weird that Britney Spears was like, this house is haunted. Britney Murphy bought that house and then died. Shortly after. Wait. Some speculate that there could have been toxic mold in this house and that it could have led to hallucinations like Britney had or like illness like Britney Murphy had. So it would kind of make sense for like the respiratory issues that Britney Murphy and her husband had in the house. And I think it can also cause hallucinations. I will say, though, I don't know if Britney Spears has ever spoken about this haunted house situation before, like, ever. But um, I I do think that, like, drugs and stuff can leave you more open to experiences like that. And I think that experimenting with stuff that you're not familiar with, like maybe Reiki healing, I don't know much about it, but, you know, could also open up stuff like that. I don't think Reiki healing is known for opening up portals to other (laughs) dimensions. That's kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting because, according to Britney's former makeup artist, she claimed that the spirits that came through this portal were a man and a woman. I don't know how linear time is for ghosts, but Britney Murphy and her husband both died in that house. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, chills. Chill. Creepy. Ooh, chill. (laughs) But that was just a little tidbit I wanted to, like, throw in there because it's interesting. It is. I don't really know how to wrap this up in a way that's, like, hopeful. Hopeful, despite all the controversy and speculation, there is a huge group of people that have an immense support for Britney. I just wanted to, I forgot I wanted to mention about the video. Have you heard of Chris Cropper? Not really. Okay. Leave Britney alone! Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Chris Crocker. I've seen a lot of posts of people going, wow, Chris Crocker actually, like, Everyone thought he was crazy, because everyone did. And then he did interviews, and, like, like, what's wrong with you? He really just knew what was going on. And that huge controversy for him propelled him into some level of fame. He made this separate video of him talking about Britney, and then he started really, really crying and yelling, saying, leave Britney alone. Okay, so Chris Crocker was, like, actually caring about Britney. Oh, yeah. One of the only people to actually care about Britney. And then everybody was like, let's make fun of them because... He's crazy because she's crazy. I've always heard, like, the leave Britney alone type of thing, but I never Mm -hmm. really understood what it was. Turns out it's one of the only people who actually care about her. Because he was the only one speaking up at that time, you know. So I think that's really all we have about Britney Spears tonight. Like I said, there's not much that we can do to help her. There's not much that we can do, really, you know, that's up to the courts. But, like, all we can do, and I think it has been beneficial so far, is people talking about it. Yeah. Keeping the word alive, right? Yeah. And that's how things happen. That's how we can enact change as just everyday people. It's by talking about it and spreading the information among ourselves. Exactly. So have hope. Have hope. And, like, best wishes to Britney. I know that she won't hear this, but if she does one day, when we're, like, famous. And um, we're also just putting it out there into the world. Best wishes. We support you. We support you. I'm okay never having another Britney Spears album as long as you're okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. We put out some top-notch. Iconic jams. (laughs) So, thank you. For listening. To Weird Things and Why. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode tonight on Britney Spears, and we hope that you got some good information from it. 
there might be some controversial takes in this episode and some opinions because we have opinions. Again, none of what we've said tonight is fact except what is actually fact. Yes. And we don't mean anything in disrespect either. No. Our opinions are just our opinions. Exactly. However eloquently or neloquently? Yeah. Yeah. Not a word. (laughs) If you'd like, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Also, check out our website. I made it, and I'm proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) Please leave that in. I love that. (laughs) Weirdthingsofwine.com. Check it out. And send us an email at weirdthingsandwine at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you whatever you have to say. Any take is a good take. If you have any scientific facts, send them directly to me at weirdthingsandwine.com. If you send us something interesting enough, like a fact or a story, we will include it in the podcast. Oh, totally. We'll talk about it. Please rate and review us. It's really appreciated. On all platforms, whatever you want to say, please make it friendly. Yeah. (laughs) I accept four and five stars. You have options. <laughs> Anything less will be deleted. Okay. Thank you for listening Thank to this you. episode. For listening to Weird Things in Wine. And Britney Spears. Stay weird. Drink wine. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we should sing a Britney Spears song to Oops. I did it again. <laughs> I don't know any words <laughs> apart from that one. <laughs> Stick around for some bloopers and outtakes. What's your favorite Britney Spears song? Oh, Spawn. <laughs> Spawn? I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, my favorite Britney Spawn. Spawn. Why did I say it? We're <laughs> <laughs> off to a great start. In high school, fun fact, we had a nail course that I took. Really? You did nails? That's so cool. I did um, gross diseases, and then I did nails. Like, immediately after gross diseases. <laughs> you just have to fake it until someone questions you, and then you have to learn how to fake it even better. There's good advice here wrapped in a ton of bad advice. <laughs> so busy, and she was just like a Five. baby child, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't have enough determinations at that age to do literally anything. I didn't know things. One time, I remember looking at the clock and being like, if I could read that clock, I could legit be a super spy. You know what? I so faked my way through every clock reading that we had to do up until, like, grade three. Someone needs to make clocks easier. Digital clocks. Which is why they made digital clocks. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Is anyone in there? (laughs) Excuse me? Sir, who let him on the stage? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hook him (laughs) off that stage. Oh, look at how freaking loud I am. (laughs) Sorry. Honestly. That's. I. No. no. (laughs) Excuse me, human beings. Your opinion is wrong. (laughs) Money making machine. No, that's money. Oh, we might want to rephrase that. (laughs) See, that was rude. Might want to cut this part out, cause oh, if we get like some controversy going though, that'll like that'll boost us like way up to the top. That's yeah. true. Like a Jill, like I a was Jake literally Paul. gonna say, Jake Paul fight us. <laughs> I'm not gonna like leave that in because I can't just say someone's awful, especially when they're like trigger happy on the suing button. Mm. I can't say any of this.
Ooh, yeah, no, we, yeah, we, yeah. So, trash bag. Trash bag. <laughs> How dare women have opinions? Burn me at the stake for having opinions. <laughs> oh, literally all of the hairs everywhere <laughs> on my face, my head, my arms, like all of my hair is standing on edge. but I know that I'm gonna have such terrible nightmares about that face and I'm not even joking like no. that genuinely is so terrible I should have like given you a warning holy bejeepers man <laughs> I cannot recover from that photo <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm okay. so out of here. Like, hello? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what? Ooh, okay. We should, like, have more caffeine next time we do this. <laughs> this is not at all, like, a thing. We don't sound, co- like, coherent. I know. <laughs> I feel coherent. I just know that I'm not talking coherently. Coherent? Coherent. Is it coherent or coherent? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh golly gee bullet Oh <laughs> these are my accent fingers. I love that. That one doesn't have anything on it. Well I know that's, that's because the statement. that's be <laughs> No. <laughs> Today I decided to not make them my accent fingers and just make every finger a statement piece, but that clearly didn't turn out very well. No, I love it. So... It's creative, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, flirty, fresh. Thank you. <laughs> also, I own a 2005 Mini Cooper, so, like, sue me if you want, but that's all you can get from me. <laughs> it's worth, like, what? Like, $1,000, maybe? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not that we're putting that in the universe. Oh, I take no. it back. <laughs> I accept responsibility for what was just said, and I <laughs> denounce it. Where's the mouse? <laughs> Where is it? Tasha! Oh, I see.